This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. I just got out of a conversation with my daughters and just talking about life and how things are going. And my youngest daughter, Brooklyn, says, Dad, the world is going mad. And I I said, "I, I can agree with that. I go, I don't know if it's going mad. I think it's always been somewhat mad. I think there's just moments where the madness emerges and feels so much greater than other times and and this is a a season of life that we've been walking in for a while since 2020 into this current year where yeah it feels like the world's going mad somewhat and and I think that's why it's so important that we're spending time in this series together this this idea that we're chasing after looking up looking up and seeing God at work in the story. Because when all we have is the perspective of what's immediate and in front of us, it's so easy to lose sight of God's goodness and God's power and God's desire to bring good into our lives and want to do good through our lives and our story. And and so this has been a fun journey that we've been on, and we're going to continue chasing after that today. And, And in this series, we've been unpacking the life of a man named Gideon, an account we have in the, the ancient stories in our, in our Bibles of a, this guy Gideon that God wants to use to help set his people free. And, and so this is what we've been seeing in Gideon's story, that, that for him, it is a time of madness for him and his people. They're in this state of being oppressed by this other group, the Midianites, who have come in and just wreaked havoc on their lives. And so Gideon and his fellow Israelites have had to live in fear and hiding. And, and God shows up in Gideon's story and says, hey, Gideon, you, this mighty hero, I'm going to use you to rescue your people. And God and Gideon have a long conversation because Gideon's like, mighty hero, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a nobody. And despite all his yabbats, God's calling Gideon into his true identity and calling him into part, being part of the solution in this time. And so Gideon embraces this and begins to walk into what God has for him. And yet God has some business he wants getting to deal with before he tackles this problem of getting rid of the enemy, the Midianites. And so God invites Gideon to deal with some of the brokenness in his own story, his family's story, and, and says, you need to get rid of these false gods, these false idols, because it's a fake hope. It's a false hope. And we saw Ange walking us through that last week in the story. And so Gideon does what God wants, and he eliminates these false gods so that he can begin to focus on God as his real source of hope, as he begins to chase after the things God wants him to do in the story. And and we see that in all of this, God is preparing Gideon. He's preparing him not only for the challenge ahead, but he's also preparing him so that he can discover just how great God is in his life, That, that God is good, and that God is trustworthy, and that Gideon can place his hope in who God is as God leads him further and further into the story of rescue that he wants for Gideon and all of Gideon's family and friends and his people. And I love the stories that have great heroes. Like, I, I grew up as a kid with this story, and, and, and I love stories that just show courageous people. And whenever I come across a great story, it's so inspiring. I think they inspire us. I think they, 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 they invoke something in us that says, yeah, like, I want to be like that. Like, I remember when, when my family watched the first Wonder Woman movie, and we just were so inspired by, by Diana and, and just her tenacity to keep going after this, and, and despite all the challenges that she faced. And I remember, like, seeing that movie, and I'm like, yeah, let's be more like Wonder Woman. 
I'll figure out what that means for me. But it was just this, this great moment of being inspired. And yet so often with these stories of great heroes, I, I oftentimes have a hard time relating to them because I, I don't feel like I'm a great hero. I, I don't feel super courageous or super brave. And you know, one of the things that I'm appreciating so much about Gideon as we're discovering him in his stories just how much like us Gideon actually is. So take that whole going after the family idols thing that God calls him to do, because that, that's a huge step of courage, because he's actually defying the, the, the way his family has been living for, for quite some time, and, and he's breaking free from the patterns of dysfunction by destroying the family idols. And, and God calls him to do this, and yet Gideon, in his obedience, says, okay, I'm going to do this, God, I'm going to trust you. But you know when he does it? He does it in the middle of the night because he's afraid of getting caught. And yet what I love so much about that is, is God is still able to use Gideon despite his fears because I can relate to that. I can relate to having fear in my story as I chase after the things that God wants me to be a part of or God wants me to pursue. I mean, can, can you relate to that, having fear in your own story? And yet what we see is that God is still able and willing and actually desires to use Gideon, even though he has fears. And I, and I think there's something important to grab on to that for us, that, that maybe stepping into the story God has for us, maybe having great courage, maybe having great faith is not found in the absence of our fears. Maybe it's found in looking up to the one who is with us in the midst of those fears. And as we let God guide us and lead us, we gain a greater perspective that gives us the confidence to step into the story God wants to tell in our lives. And this is what we see going on with Gideon time and time again. So let's jump back into his story and see what happens today and see how it can connect to our lives and what we're wrestling with and facing in our own life today. And so we're going to jump back in the story. So Gideon is starting to, to step into things, challenge the things internally so God can get him ready to challenge the things externally in the world around him. And, and the Midianites are kind of catching wind that there's something going on. And so they're now gearing up because they think, okay, we've got to put these people down, put them in their place. And so we jump in in Gen uh, Judges 6, verse 33, and we read this. Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. And so what's going on here is that they're, they're not just saying, okay, we're going to oppress people. Let's, let's get a few other bullies and let's kind of form a gang and now let's go and come after these people. And so the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power and he blew a ram's horn as a call to arms and the men of the clan of Abiezer came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, like their neighboring tribes of Israelites, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. And so like this, this has got to be an awesome moment for Gideon because not only is he experiencing God's power in his story and his life, but he's experiencing favor and momentum as people are responding. And, and this would be a moment where you're like, yes, look at God, everything that you said is starting to happen, so let's get at it. You would think if anything would instill confidence in Gideon, it would be this. Except it doesn't. Because Gideon is a guy who's still wrestling with his fears. And so look what happens. So then Gideon said to God, 
If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. And if the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you're going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And so I've got to catch this. Like despite the momentum of what's going on, despite the favor he's experiencing with God at work in his story, Gideon is struggling with doubt in these circumstances that are so big for him. He's wrestling with his fears. And, and so he goes to God and says, look, I know you promised this already, but could you just prove it with, with a simple thing? I want to test you and see if you can actually like, give me some reassurance in this. And, and here's the deal with this. this. This fleece is not actually a symbol of Gideon's faith. This fleece is a symbol of his fear. Like, God, I'm scared to death. Like, can you, can you show me proof that you're actually going to be with me? And I think sometimes we've heard this story, especially those of us who grew up with it, maybe we're familiar with it, that, that we've been taught in the, 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 the lens of, hey, this is how you can figure out God's will for your life. Like, put your fleece out. And you know, that's not how you figure out God's will for your life. Because for Gideon, God's already made that clear. Hey, Gideon, you're this mighty warrior. I'm going to use you to free your people. God's already promised Gideon that he would be with him. Gideon doesn't need to know if this is God's will. Gideon's freaking out. He's afraid in this moment. And, and so he's putting this out as a test. God, would you show up and show me that if you're really going to be with me or not? And, I mean, have you ever experienced in your story, in your life, where, where somebody just doubted your trustworthiness, even though you've demonstrated to them that you can be trusted? I mean, if you're a parent, you've experienced this with your kids for sure. And and man, it's so frustrating when someone doubts you, even though you've demonstrated your trustworthiness. And, and, and so I can only imagine, as I try to put myself into this story with Gideon and God, what, what God must be feeling, like how frustrated God must be with Gideon in this moment, as I, as I try to figure out how I would feel and put that up on God. And yet here's the incredible thing. God isn't put off by this. I'm so grateful that he's not like me. He's not like us. He's so much better and he's so good to us. And, and so God meets Gideon with his request. And this is what we see. I love how God responds. So Gideon says, can you do this? Can you make this happen? And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. And so God meets Gideon in his fear and gives him what he needs. And so you think this would be enough for Gideon, except it's not, because he goes on and asks for one more thing. And so then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. Okay, so can you see this? Here it is again. Like, God, like, thanks for giving me what I need, but like, I, I'm still unsure. I'm still afraid. I don't know if I can do it. He's, his confidence is crumbling. And how does God respond? Well, this is what we see. So that night, God gave up on Gideon and found somebody else. <laughs> that's not what it says, is it? Except that's what I would expect if this was me in the position of God in the story. Like, I'll oh, forget you, Gideon. If this was our culture today, our cancel culture would say, Gideon, we're done with you. 
Oh, but not God, because God is gracious and kind and good and gentle. Look what it says. So that night God did as Gideon asked. And the fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. And I love seeing this dynamic here. I just I love how kind and gracious and gentle God is with Gideon. And God meets him in the midst of his fears. And he gives Gideon exactly what he needs so Gideon can still chase after this incredible adventure that God's calling him into. You know, when I think about the story, and I think about Gideon wrestling with his fears in the midst of his circumstances, I can relate to that. I mean, how about you? I mean, have you ever wrestled with your own fears, even in the midst of God at work in your story, and you can see God showing up at times in your story, but you still find yourself afraid? That's so easy to do, isn't it? Because maybe like Gideon, like God has shown up in your story and, and he's invited you into something or he's inviting you into some, something that he wants you to be a part of. And, and yet as you're, as you're chasing after that, the circumstances of life are, are welling up and it's very easy to lose sight of what God's doing and be overwhelmed by those circumstances. Like it's been 10 plus months since we've been sheltered in place. And I don't know how you're doing in your context, but man, it can be hard, can it? And, and in the relationships that, that some of us are sheltered in, like some of us are with our, our spouses or with our kids or, or we're just trying to figure that out. And God, you've called me into this to be a part of this family. And it's a, it's a great calling on my life, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard right now. And you're wondering, God, I, I don't know, like, will we make it through this? Or maybe God has got you into a job situation that, that once upon a time you would have said, this feels like a calling on my life and I so want to embrace this, but not in the wild west of COVID. I mean, I, I, my heart continually goes out for every single teacher right now because you've embraced this, not for a paycheck, but you've embraced this because you believe in, in investing in the future generations. And yet this is not how you thought you would be able to teach and the, the struggles and the challenges. And it can be maddening, it can be scary, it can be tough. Can you relate to that in your life in some way? Because I, I can. Do you know that just this past week, it was the one-year mark for Christy and my, myself and our family for when we moved to Petaluma, to Sonoma County, to, to step in this adventure and be in church with you. That's just crazy to me. A whole year has gone by. And yet it feels like it's only been eight weeks that we actually got to be with you. And, and there's so much challenge and struggle in that. Like there's times I'm, I'm wrestling with this journey and saying, God, like I know you've called me into this and I want to embrace the role, but it's hard. And if I'm going to be honest, there's times where I'm seriously freaked out. Like, will this work? How will we get through this? And I'm wrestling with that. And see, the fear is real, isn't it? When the circumstances well up. And, and that's the thing that fear does in our life. That, that, that fear causes us to focus on what we think is biggest in our life, whether it is the circumstance or, or the struggle or the challenge we're face, facing, which is why when we can find faith, it's so powerful. Faith, our ability to trust God, because when faith shows up, faith enables us to look up beyond the fears to God who's with us, to God who is bigger. And so how do we find faith in the midst of our fears? How do we 
look up and see that God is at work even in the midst of the challenge and the struggles that we're facing. And see, I think there's a couple of things we can learn from Gideon's story that can help us when we're in that place, when we're wrestling with our fears, wondering, God, how do I find faith in this moment? And so let's unpack these together. And so I think one of the things that we see in Gideon's story that can be helpful for us when we're trying to find faith in the face of our fears is this. Ask for what you need. See, this is what God is doing with Gideon. And this is what Gideon does with God. Hey God, I'm freaking out. I know you've promised me some really great things. I know you've already committed to me, but I'm freaking out. And so can you help me? Can you give me what I need? And again, I love how gracious God is to meet Gideon, where he's at. God's not put off by his fears. God meets him and gives him what he needs so he can move past his fears. And see, I think there's something beautiful in that. See, I don't think God is looking for us to impress him as if we got to perform and live up to something. I don't think God's looking for us to, hey, God, look how awesome I am. No, I think what God wants is for us to press into him, to come to him and say, God, I need you. God, would you work in my life and in my story? See, because we, we were not meant to live our lives independent from God. We were meant to live our lives interconnected with him. And when we press into him in those moments, that's when we begin to discover that he is good and that he's trustworthy and that we can place our hope in him. This is why I think that Jesus' invitation to us is so incredibly powerful and beautiful. When, when Jesus invites us to actually follow him, there's this beautiful invitation that Jesus makes in Matthew's account of Jesus' life in Matthew 11. And he's speaking to the people in his day who were just beaten down, tired, afraid. And he invites them into this moment with him. And this is what he says in Matthew 11. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Oh, that's such a beautiful invitation because when fear is in the story, fear is wearisome. Fear is like a burden hanging around our neck. And here's Jesus saying, no, bring that to me. Bring that fear to me and and walk with me. And so he says, take my yoke upon you. And he's using this this harvest example of, of two oxen walking side by side, carrying the load to do the work together. So take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. This is this beautiful invitation that Jesus offers to us to partner with him as we go through life. And that's the hope that we have, that whatever God calls us into, we're not called to do it on our own, that Jesus is in the story now. He's a part of our life, and he's the one saying, now walk with me, and together we will get it done. Together we will do this thing that is set in front of you. I will give you the love you need for the difficult people in your life. I will give you the patience you need to make it through this season. I will empower you, my spirit at work within you, to do the things I'm calling you into. You are not alone. I am with you. Oh, that's so hope-giving as we walk in this life, which means that we can ask for what we need because he's on our side and he's for us. And and as we do that, as as we begin to ask for what we need, we develop 
the habits of looking up, of looking up beyond our circumstances as we invite him to help us, as we invite him to work in our lives. And over time, what begins to happen is we build this track record with Jesus and God at work in our story. That that means that when the fear surfaces, yes, the fear is real, but I know that God is in my story too. And I've seen him work in my life in the past. And so I'm holding on to that hope. And in the face of fear, God, give me what I need. Jesus, show up in my story. Even when the fears flare up, I know I'm not alone. And that's one of the ways that we find faith in the midst of our fears is that we ask for the help that we need, looking up to God to meet us, trusting that he's good, that he's not put off by that request, but he's like, yes, press into me. And then as we begin to do that, as our faith begins to develop, it gives us confidence to act. And so we begin to see this in Gideon's story as well, but we can begin to act in confidence in God. And see, that's an important clarification when we talk about this concept of confidence. Because there's a world of difference between simply living from a place of self-confidence and beginning to live in a place of God-confidence. My confidence is in Him. There's nothing wrong with self-confidence. I mean, I think as we begin to get healthy in life, we have a healthy confidence. But if all we're doing is living from a place of self-confidence, that there's, there's kind of the, the challenge of that is that you and I will become the ultimate limit of what we'll do in life. So on your best day, when you have a good day and your confidence is strong, you can still only go so far as where you're able to take yourself. But then on your worst day, when, when your confidence is crumbling, more often than not, you'll step back and, and not enter into the things that are in front of you. And see, what God wants to invite us into is to live life with Him, look up to Him and see Him at work in our story and, and have a sense of confidence in Him and the power of God confidence in life is that God will often take us beyond our limitations into greater things that require us to look up to Him so we can be a part of them. There will be moments in your life where you will come to the edge of yourself. And it's in those moments that we look up and say, God, help me. God, be a part of my story. God, give me what I need so that I can do something incredible because you're at work in my life. And see, self-confidence alone can only take us so far, but God-confidence will take us beyond the limits of ourselves into the things that God wants to invite us into. And in those moments, there is fear, absolutely. But there's also hope because God's a part of the story as well. As we look to Him to guide us and lead us, God, give me what I need so I can step into this adventure with you, so I can embrace the things you have for me. That's constantly my prayer in this season as we're navigating this ongoing reality of being church in this weirdest time of my life that I've ever had. And yet my hope isn't in how great of a leader I can be. My hope is in who God is in my story. How about you? Where's your confidence coming from today? This is a great time to look up and see him at work in your story and ask him to guide and lead you and give you what you need. See, because when God's at work in the story, he takes people who from our eyes can just seem ordinary and he can do incredible things through them. 
I've had the privilege of seeing this in people that I've gotten to walk with in life or, or journeyed with. And, and one of those people is this beautiful woman, Rosemary. Christy and I first met Rosemary when we were part of church together with her when we were living in Southern California. And, and we had just started our family. And so we're getting to know some people at this new church we're part. And, and someone's like, hey, if you ever need a babysitter, you need to have Rosemary watch your kids. And so we're like, okay, cool. And so we met Rosemary for the first time. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Because Rosemary is this sweet older woman, like in her late 70s. And she's small and frail. And I'm thinking, she's not going to even be able to pick up our girls, let alone watch them. Like, what was this recommendation all about? And, and yet, as we got to know Rosemary and her story, we began to learn some incredible things about her, that, that she was a pediatrician nurse, and so she was an expert in kids, and she still served and volunteered at the hospital, even though she was long retired. And, and in her story, she had become a widow, and and that was a devastating moment for her, but it didn't define her. And she began to see that God had, still had life for her to contribute to. And so she continued pressing on on the other side of that loss in her story. And as we got to know Rosemary, we got to see that God was doing amazing things in her life. That this was a strong woman who was looking up to God to work in her life. And so one of the cool things about Rosemary is that she was on a ministry team that would do eye care for people in Mexico. So she would go down into Mexico regularly with the team and just do free eye clinics for people that needed it. And as they were down there, they began to hear of people in a prison nearby that needed help and, and they earned favor and were allowed by the prison guards to come in. Rosemarie would go into the scariest of Mexican prisons and minister eye care to hardened cartel criminals who would oftentimes break down crying in her arms because she was so loving towards them. What, what is that? Like, are you kidding me? Yes, you can watch my kids. <laughs> can I be like you? See, because from the eyes of the world, we would look at Rosemary and say, oh, there's no way. But Rosemary didn't settle for the eyes of the world. Rosemary would look up and say, God, you tell me who I am. And God, what do you still have for me? Because I'm going to chase after it. And see, Rosemary, like Gideon, was a mighty hero because she was letting God lead her in her story. And see, I think that can be true for you. I think that can be true for me because God's at work in our lives and God's at work in each of our stories. And so don't let fear limit what you will let God do in your life. Don't let fear limit what you will let God do through your life. Because there are people who will need you to say yes. Say yes in the face of your fears. Yes, God, I know you're with me. Yes, God, I know you're going to do a work in my life. And so, yes, I'm afraid, but I see you and I see that you're bigger. So let's chase this thing together. There will be people in your family that will need you to do that. People in your city. People that will need us to walk into their life with the confidence of God so we can bring His goodness to them. And so as we tackle this year, new life, let's let God lead us into what He's doing through us. And let's look up and see what He has for us. Because it's a new day. And God is meeting us and leading us and calling us into the great adventure with Him. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. 
You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.